Good evening. Welcome. And thank you for inviting me here. <laughs> At the same time. So we are gathered this evening and uh, and w- with that the um, we have the opportunity to uh, say something about discuss about um, Shiva's Thakur Shiva's Thakur Ki Jai today is his appearance day apparently I've never lectured on him or about him, but uh, he's an important person to all of us, and um, we'll we'll see what uh, what we can what we can say in in praise of him, and if this time we'll entertain questions or comments from others. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. She was Takoki Jai. So, of course, we really know very little about all of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from a historical perspective. Indians are not well known for his history, uh, as we know it today, recording it. Uh, They're more, uh, it would seem, uh, and have been inclined to just kind of try to describe the feelings of the times and uh, the details of the story fit around that and are massaged to bring out those uh, feelings. And uh, this is certainly the case with uh, with the sacred texts that are of a poetic nature, like the Bhagavatam, which is uh, itself, uh, of course it speaks in different voices. It's said that the Veda speaks in the voice of a king. Do this. Do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. That sounds a little ominous, but uh, there's a lot of affection behind it. So uh, then you go, to the, you go to the Puranas, which are supplementary literature, and it said that they speak like a friend. So let's take a walk and we tell a story, and you know, relate something happened to me, and it uh, uh, pertains to your situation, your dilemma, and so forth. So we share a story, and then the third voice comes in the um, in the um, Kavya, or the the poetic text, the Ras, uh, you could call them scriptures, if you will, and uh, the, this is the voice of a lover. Mm-hmm. So, it said that the peculiar thing, an interesting thing about the Bhagavatam, of course, is that it speaks in all those voices. It is Shuti Saram Ekam. Hmm? Shuddhi means what? The Veda means the Upanishads and, and so forth, which, as I said, is one voice. Hmm. Short and just like that, just do that. Don't ask any questions. So, Shuddhi uh, Sarum may come. It is the essence of the Shuddhi, the Saram. Saram means cream. Hmm. The cream of the milk of the Vedas. Or Saram also means essence. So. It is itself the essence of the, of the scripture, of the Shruti. 
So it's a, and it's a Purana, the Bhagavad Purana. Srimad mm. Bhagavatam. Mentioned in other Puranas, glorified in other Puranas, described in other Puranas, and so forth. And very rich, uh, the most rich in its language and its theology and philosophy, such that there's no comparison between other Puranas. <clears throat> and so many of them uh, offer praise to the Bhagavad Purana. Jiva Goswami has collected those praises and, and um, cited those praises to help us uh, focus on the Bhagavatam, which he sees as the central hub, if you will, around which the sacred texts of the, the Hindus revolve, and in relation to which they're understood. They get a context from there. Hmm. Um, while different Puranas, for example, are uh, written with a view, composed, with a, compiled with a view to minister, if you will, to people who are prominently influenced by one mode of nature or another, the Bhagavatam has a different audience in mind. Therefore it said, Dharma projita kaitavotra paramo nirmat saranam satam. Nirmat saranam satam. And Dharma projita kaitavotra. So, it is not dealing with the modes of nature at all, which is the primary subject, in one sense, of, of the Vedas, because people are within the modes and they're interested in acquisition, and so it tries to, the text tries to deal with the with the general trajectory of people, the motion, and the the the, the uh, momentum hmm, that's been driving them for eons and eons, and coming into the human life now and trying to harness them, capture them, and turn them in an entirely different direction from taking to giving. It's a big uh, task. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the texts want to you know, work with you, so to speak. So there are such texts dealing with different modes of nature, but the Bhagavatam is dealing with the, the Nirguna. Mm-hmm. It's meant for, it's called, it's Paramahamsa Samitam, Yadvaishnavanam Priyam. It's a, it's a text for the Paramahamsas. And of course, if we meet such people who are relishing it, well, it happens to be contagious. So oh, it's very generous and we become involved uh, in, in, in pursuing it, the ideal that it showcases. So it speaks like a friend and a king. So it's a Purana and it's the essence of the Shruti. And in, Nigam, in its own language, it's Nigamakalpaturahogalitam Palam. It is the, of the tree, Nigamakalpaturo, uh, tree of the Nigam of the Veda, if you this is metaphorically speaking, um, there are many branches of knowledge. Hmm? And Nigamakalpaturahogalitam Palam. This Bhagavatam is not only the fruit, and not only the ripened fruit, of the tree, the Vedic knowledge. Phalam means fruit, but galitam means like fallen. It's so ripe that it's fallen off the tree. So you don't even have to climb it or get on somebody's shoulders at any risk to 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 acquire the fruit. You just come and pick it up. In fact, it's been passed down. 
That's it said by, by Sukadev, Nigamakabutu Kalitam Pulam. Sukumukadamata Drabasam Butam Pibata Bhagbatam Rasam Malayam. So you should drink the fruit. It said it has no pit. <laughs> it has no peel. Just drink the fruit and the consequence of that or the result of that may very well be that you pass out. That's what the verse says. And if you do, which is likely, what should you do? Get up and drink it again. This is the idea. So the point being here... Um, is that, it, that it, it is also the Kavya. So it is the Shruti, the Veda, it is the Purana, and it is the Kavya. So all three of the voices are there. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. How do we get on to the Bhagavatam? Yeah, so the, so for example, thank you. So for example, uh, the Bhagavatam is not like a historical book like we know it, but it's trying to speak about the time of Krishna, the advent of Krishna, uh, as experienced, as I said the other night, by Vyas in his trance. Hmm? That's a good thing to listen to, as I, as I was explaining the other night. Who do you want to listen to in terms of what is uh, either the objective world or the subjective world? Someone who has control of their mind, who understands the mind, who's mastered the mind, it's reasonable, right? Hmm? We may know something about the mind by neuros- neuroscience, something like that, or the science of the mind. These are uh, disciplines in, 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 you know, in our times and so forth, which come up with very, very um, like flatland explanations, if you will, of what is the mind reducing it for the most part, or trying to, to the brain. I've talked about this before. It's an important uh, subject. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a definitely a talk that you cannot walk. Mm-hmm. Nothing has, there's no meaning. The meaning is, it would speak of God being illusion, the soul being illusion, red is an illusion, blue is a, an illusion, sweet is an illusion. There are no qualitative these are all just illusions. They're only physical forces. This is the idea. This is the this is the leading and predominant philosophical perspective in the world today. But obviously, as I say often, it's a, it's a talk that nobody can walk. So it's useless. It's absolutely useless. And it's not. Uh, um, it's 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 a thought. Materialism as a philosophy is a thought that says that thoughts don't matter. So, we'll take him by his word. <laughs> that thought doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so, um, um, so the <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's a different kind of, uh, you know, history of sorts. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attempt to, on Vyas, to, Relate the, the, the experience of Krishna and Krishna Lila. Um, so, uh, and we come some five hundred years ago, or many thousands of years from the time of the um, uh, 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 writing of the Bhagavatam to Chaitanya Lila, historical time. Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm? This is a nat- it's, it's a 
as we have explained, if you go very deeply into Krishna Lila, you find yourself in Gaur Lila. So this is the continuation of the Bhagavatam. It's the lotus within the lotus of of Golok, right? Sritadweep. So Sritadweep Nam Labadweep Gram. It's mentioned in Chaitanya Bhagavat. The place called Nabadweep, uh, that's also known as Svetadweep in Golok. So, so the, the Vyas, if you will, of, of Chaitanya Leela, Vrindavan Dastakuru penned the Chaitanya Bhagavat, he's trying to acquaint us with the feeling of the times, as is Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami and Murari Gupta and Kavi Karnapur, who have written about extensively about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and about. Uh, their associates, and we get a little bit of history. His father was such, who was such so and so. His mother was so and so. Maybe this was the lineage, and came from here, um, ended up here. Um, very little, uh, really, comparatively, um, uh, historical details compared to how we would, we would uh, uh, write a historical text about some great person of our times the way that we look at uh, history. Hmm. So, yeah, long story short, there's, there, we're short on historical uh, details. There are a little, but um, um, we know from, and we, we can look at different biographical texts, and we try to find the, 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 the stories that appear in all of them, and we think, oh, that's probably more historically accurate, um, and, and that's not the most important thing, as I'm saying. You can change the story to make the point and to give the feeling. Hmm? That's the idea. That liberty is there for someone who has the feeling. Hmm? Uh, what's the feeling of the verse? People want to. Think, what does it literally say? Hmm? What is it? What is it trying to do? Is the question. If it does that to somebody, then whatever he says or she says, it says that's what it says. That, that's what it's, and the, the, the idea of the text is try of the Bhagavatam, let's say per se, or our Gaudiya text is try to is try to uh, foster within us bhava. Hmm? This is the goal of sadhana bhakti to attain bhava, feeling, emotion. Hmm? So that means that the, the, the text will affect within the parameters of what is rasa tattva different devotees in different ways, and that's very beautiful. Hmm? Same verse, you can have the same verse will speak uh, to some devotees uh, in terms of Madhurya Rasa, will also speak to someone else in, in terms of Sakya Rasa. Hmm? And new meanings come out hmm? that you haven't heard before. Of course, that's a problem. Because hmm? if you write a book like that with new meanings and feelings, even though they fit within Rasa Tattva, people won't take it too seriously. But if you could translate it into Bengali and give it, pretend it was written 500 years ago and give somebody else's name, and everyone will take it up and translate it literally and, uh, and lose a lot of it in doing that. <laughs> That's a symptom of Kali Yuga, as Bhakti Thakur has written. You know, we always, we, if you, someone gives you a telescope to look at the stars and says, okay, now, see, here's how it works. There's this big lens here, and then and down here there's a little one. So I want you to look through the little one. And you go, wait, no, 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 no. I'm going to look through the big one. 
then you just get a headache, right? You're not going to see the moon or the stars. So, that's Guru Parampara, hmm? who could be bigger than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, right? So, everybody's coming a little smaller, it seems, closer, smaller, but but bigger, actually, bigger. As Krishna comes to us, that's as big as it gets, right? Hmm. So, so. Uh, with regard to anyway historical details, we 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 know that Shivastaka was born in in uh, in, uh, in Bengal. Let's say that it's called Bengal today, Silet. And when he was young, maybe about twelve or so, yeah, he and his family moved to to Navadweep along the bank of the Ganga, hmm? and um, he had a number of uh, brothers, a pretty robust family, and they were also devotees. Um, uh, Shibastaku married, married Malati Devi of great spiritual stature as well. And uh, the two, uh, Malati and, and Shivas, they were Brahmins, hmm, a Brahmin caste, very religious, members of the Sankirtan uh, and uh, participants in the Yuga Dharma um, in, in a prominent way. Hmm? Um, Shivastaku would hold programs like Advaita would hmm? um, and uh, teach Bhagavad. Advaita was famous for teaching the Bhagavad and the Bhagavad Gita from a devotional uh, angle of vision where Bhakti is um, uh, seen, uh, understood to be Nirguna, whereas Gyan is within Sattva Guna and, and so forth. So uh, Shivastaku was a uh, was a, a luminary hmm, at those times, which were have been described in all of the biographical texts, holy texts, sacred texts about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They were dark. The times were dark in their estimation, which is pretty much how it always seems. <laughs> it's dark times that we live in. We couldn't get any darker, and we, you know, we really say that, and we we objectively feel it, even though we know well in the future they're going to say. If only we were living back then, you know, it would have been a lot easier. <laughs> That's uh, something, I guess, about the nature of the world we live in. So, um, all of the texts describe, you know, people were not taking up the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? Navadvipa had become a place of Navanyaya, the new form of logic and punditry and uh, sophism? Sophistry. Sophistry, thank you. Sophistry and um, and and also the pursuit of uh, material ideals and worship of the goddess for uh, material acquisition and, and so on and so forth and so the devotees were few in number and uh, they band together as much as possible and amongst them, as I say, Srivas and his good wife, they were very um, prominent members of that uh, devotional community and they were close with. Jagannath Mishra and uh, and and Sachi Devi hmm? lived nearby. They were close, and by the time that uh, Chaitanya Dev uh, appeared, hmm, as he described, from the womb of Sachi hmm, to bless the world, hmm? what is the verse? Sachi Garba Sindhu Harindu. Anarpita Charim Charat. Mm. So she, I said, anyway, 
Sati Sachi Sindhu, from the ocean Sindhu of Sachi's motherly love, Herbatsalya, he appeared. So, by the time he appeared, Shivastakwa was about 30 years old. So he was older, an elder. It's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishna's Kavirasko Swami that upon, uh, as the time approached in the time in the in the in the time beyond time time after time that that's the she was trying to get to it there the spiritual world time after time uh, there's time there but it's after time it, it's, a, it's a different type of time hmm. um, and anyway in that realm when the time arose for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to appear first the elders appeared. His gurus, his parents, and so forth, they all appeared in the world. So Srivastak were among them. So he has his origins, if you will, um, in our history, transcendental history, in, in Golok. Hmm. Now, of course, we know that he's also identified with Nard, so we have to talk about that, because Nard is not, per se, a resident of Goloka Vrindavan. Hmm. We'll, we'll touch on that um, subject, but hmm, um, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, appeared in the world, of course, for about some uh, twenty or so years, he was not he he, he refrained from manifesting his Vaishnavism, hmm, and he was a pundit and. Um, very attractive uh, young man, and um, as I said before, really everybody uh, loved him. He was very charming, uh, but the Vaishnavas were upset with him because they thought he was such a good boy, had such good birth and good qualities, but he was wasting his, his life, hmm? spending all his good karma. Hmm? He'll be bankrupt in the next life. And they would preach to him like that. And then he would say, I will become the best Vaishnav. Wait and see, and then they would think, "Oh, so proud this guy." <laughs> so this way, he he played with his associates, right? And of course, then, as we know, he went to East Bengal. He was initiated there. He came back maddened with uh, love of Krishna, and his condition was not understood by everyone. Even Sachi thought that his her son was very. Maybe you know had lost his mind. It was Srivas who came and I believe and 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 then uh, examined the boy and understood that what he has attained is is, is what we're all what we're all trying to attain. Mm-hmm. And so it began, right? The Sankirtan Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the early beginning. Srivas is is a is a very early and prominent member. He's been described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Where Krishna Discovery Raj takes from uh, Kavikarnapur and from uh, Sarup Damodar this idea of the Panchatattva, Panchatattva, five truths, Panchatattvatmakam Krishnam Bhakta Rupa Sarupakam Bhaktavataram Bhaktakyam Namami Bhakta Shakti Kam. And this is, I believe, his own verse, which he concludes his Mangal Charan with 
And he begins his Mongol charm with a verse that similarly describes the five. What is it? Tatprakasham sachak chakni Krishna Chaitanya Samnakam. All five of those. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the is the Godhead himself, the Swayam Bhagavan. Vande Guru Nisha Bhaktan. Ishanishabhatarakam. So Tatprakashams to Tat Shakti Krishna Chaitanya Samnakam. It's pretty nice. So we have Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, then his Prakash, which means his expansion of himself or Leela in the Paravyom, in the spiritual world. Then you have his avatar, which means who descends into the world. That is Mahavishnu, the first avatar, first descent. And of course that is the way to the Prakash is Nityananda Prabhu. These are the three Prabhus. Hmm? Right? Purushas. And then you have the the two shaktis, Gadadhar and the Shivas, so the internal energy and the marginal sh- energy. And the Shivas is said to represent, really, in one sense, our prospect. Mm. The, the prospect of the of the jiva, uh, uh, unfettered by the influence of the Maya Shakti, becomes, what is the implication? Worshipable. That's a worshipable status. Mm. We're not trying to be worshipped, but <laughs> it ends up as such. So Shivas is very encouraging to us in this regard. It can happen. Everyone, uh, it, well, at any rate, so uh, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifests his, his Vaishnava Leela and his, 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 his Sankirtan and so forth, Shivas Thakur is most probably well known for opening his house to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And there are many nice stories in this connection. His house, his household, his whole family life was offered to, if you will, given to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You know, we as householders will make a room or a closet or something for Krishna in our house. Let him come out every now and then. But the house of Srivastakur, it was entirely given over in spirit to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nothing, everything in that household moved around the pleasure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who would come there uh, for his Pradosh Lila, evening Lila, and that would carry into the into the Nisha Lila, deep into, into the wee hours of the morning. There with his associates, he would perform his rasas and kirtan, hmm? kirtan rasa, and so it didn't matter what else was going. Everything would be shut down. The house is for this alone, and if there was any anything in the house that in any way got in the way of that, um, he would drag if it was a person that person out by their hair, even if they were his own relative, hmm? and there are such. Such stories. Mahabhu doing it during his kirtan would say something is something is something is missing here. Something I think we're not good. The rasa is not coming. Because hmm. this was a closed door affair. Hmm. He had not started his 
leela of converting others yet. And so with uh, a group, really, of his own eternal associates who were realizing that's who they were and they were in another leela, he was performing Sankirtan and tasting uh, Bhakti Rasa. So because those were the parameters that were set up by him and, and, and arranged by very uh, carefully with devotion by Srivastakur that the conditions would be right and so forth for Mahaprabhu to fully experience himself. If uh, if, if uh, uh, Mahaprabhu on one occasion he said, something's not right and he looked and someone is here who's not supposed to be and, he, and I think he found inside the closet was one uh, relative old lady would hit herself there wanted to see what was going on you know but there was a there was a qualification to enter there the other day we talked about what no we talked about the marketplace yes of the holy name hmm. and the price to pay only your faith but Nityananda Prabhu has not yet arrived in Navadweep and he's not selling hmm. Hmm. He's going to come a little later. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he will open the marketplace. Then, that is, that's his role. Mm-hmm. This is his... You've got to stand. He is dying to do this. What do you think... I mean, what is Balaram's position? He can't directly participate in Krishna's um, uh, romantic life. He's an elder brother, so if he comes in, gopis will be a little respectful. They'll have to tone it down, and, and, and so forth, and Krishna as well. Hmm? Now, of course, we know that Balaram sometimes reports on Krishna as he's as he charged to do by Yashoda, watch out for him. And so one day, Krishna ate dirt, Balaram's telling, that did not go over well with Krishna. <laughs> what kind of brother are you? That was a, a real rift that they had. Hmm? But he, that's, this is his, you know, the, the, the Vatsalya component of his Sakyaras, which is Sankul. His, his Sakyaras is, is, is bundled together with Dasya and Vatsalya. And that Vatsalya is really played upon by Yasoda, who draws it out. Hmm? That the, you're the older brother. I'm eight days older. You know? So it's just, she's exaggerating. And of course, um, he's taking it seriously. So he reports. But notably, what? He knows about the gopis' love for Krishna. He's not telling about that. That means he approves of it. He approves of it. But he can't openly approve of it, given the constraints of his rasa and the role that he has. But in Gaur-lila, now he can talk about it. Therefore, Vrindabandas, in Chaitanya Bhagavad, you might be surprised to know, says that Nityananda Prabhu gave Madhurya rasa to the world. He's in Sakyaras. People say, hmm... You're in Sakyaras, how could you give Madhurya Ras? One time, because Puja, Puja Patshita Marsh, who, of course, knew Prabhupada very well, lived with Prabhupada for six years after the passing of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi when Prabhupada had two, two apartments in Calcutta. He lived in one and the other, he gave the Sridhar Marsh. And they wrote their Bhagavad Gita commentaries at the same time. Prabhupada at that time said that he he told us later that at that time he had wanted to start a movement with Sridhar Marsh as, as the Acharya. Hmm. That's how much regard he had for them. But uh, Krishna had another idea in mind. 
Such was the purity of Prabhupada, you see. Not that Sridharmarsh wasn't pure also, but this is this is how he 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 felt. So Krishna wanted to bring him out, had a special role for him. Nityananda Prabhu in particular. So um um, so Sridhar he was, he, you know, he knew Prabhupada personally. He told me that Prabhupada came to him and said he wanted to take sannyasa, and he said, I don't, I don't know, your wife will come here and your kids and destroy my moth if I do that, you know. <laughs> and he said, and, and you know, you're just, you know, thinking about this now, it's a big thing, so you might want to, you know, Let's just think about it a little bit. But he didn't wait for me. He went to Keshav Maharaj and took it. <laughs> Such was his you know, nature and so forth. Srinivas Maharaj had given sannyas to Bhakti Pragya and Keshav Maharaj. So we're all in the same family here. <clears throat> so he was, uh, you know, well acquainted with Prabhupada personally and his family and and and, and whatnot. And. Um, we were surprised sitting with him one day when he began to quote Prabhupada's poem on the Jaladutta that he had uh, committed to memory. Hmm? Uh, where Prabhupada, uh, he's not writing for the public, he's writing a prayer to his bai, his friend, Krishna, and um, making a bargain with him. And uh, in the context of that, asking for the power, the shakti, to do the work of his guru, which obviously Krishna gave it to him in no uncertain terms. Therefore, Pujapati Shidama should say, oh, he is empowered, Nityananda Avesh, with the Avesh of Nityananda for wide-scale circulation. So this, is the, this is the characteristic of Nityananda Prabhu, right? Of the, Gadadhar has his characteristic and his, comp- his, his contribution, he's the best. Advaita has his character and contribution, he's the best. Rupa Goswami is the best. Sanatana Goswami is the best. Hmm. I remember once a godbrother of mine heard the pranam uh, prayer that we sing in praise of Sridhar Marsh. What, what, what does it say? Um, hmm. that the best of the disciples of, you know, of, of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur Oh, did he took exception to that. You're singing a prayer, you're a disciple of Prabhupada, you're singing a prayer that says Sridhar Maharaj was the best of the disciples. How offensive. I said, well, here's another one. Here's one written by Sridhar Maharaj, written by Govinda Maharaj, and approved by Sridhar Maharaj in praise of Prabhupada. A prayer that was written by them because Prabhupada had asked Marsh to write a pranam for him. And in the prayer it says that Prabhupada is the best. <laughs> so there's more than one best. In that realm, they're all the best. There's no there's no there's no better or worse. There's no upper or upper or lower. These are Sanatana Goswami very clearly explains in his Sanat in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita, these ideas of higher and lower, they all just pertain to this world to motivate us. In the spiritual world, there's no sense of any. Your love is better than my love. Hmm. Um, everyone is fully their subjective experiences. My love is the best. Hmm. Right. So that's an is important point uh, because we 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 risk hmm, turning this into like a you know like a 
a football game or something like that. You know, what's best? And that's just our nature. So we should be careful not to allow that to happen with regard to the associates of Krishna. They're, they are, you know, without them there is no Krishna. Without Yasoda there is no Yasoda Nandan. So what is their position? There, this is a beta beta, chinta beta beta, oneness and difference. Love of Krishna embodied in his devotees in different rasas is one and different from the object of their love, Krishna. You cannot have Krishna without love of Krishna. You cannot have love of Krishna without Krishna. You cannot have a teacher without students, right? So, use an ordinary example to help us appreciate the point. So, so all these associates, then we, we seek their, their their blessing, right? So, anyway, Shita Marsh had committed this to uh, to it to memory. We were, were surprised, uh, speaking about uh, uh, reciting prophet's prayer in his uh, um, in which he expresses his uh, ambition to uh, herd cows with Krishna and so on and so forth so at any rate um, we see in him the, some of the characteristics of, of Nityananda Prabhu as well and it's he the Chaitanya Charjamrita said as I said who Nityananda Prabhu brought Madhurya Ras to the world in other words the idea is he's like Balaram's now got the chance to openly speak about Madhurya Rasa to everybody. He can't do that in Krishna Leela. So he's letting loose, really. You know, really going for it, widely, widely distributing. But before he arrives, which he arrived in, I think, uh, it must have been 1509 hour time, um, on on the Guru Purnim, which is in the, the Purnim, the full moon of July, hmm? the night before that, the day before that, he appeared, arrived in Navadvip. Then hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela is now, that's when it's complete. Hmm? Now, everyone's, it can't be complete without Nityananda Prabhu. He introduces him to the devotees, he explains who he is to the devotees, he asks Sridhar, Sridhar, uh, 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 Srivast Thakur to say an appropriate verse. Mm-hmm. To sing an appropriate verse. What does he say? Barapidam uh, Natabaravabhu Karni Karnavu Karni Karam. You know it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a Gopi verse. Gopi is speaking the verse, but it's speaking about, about Krishna, mm-hmm. who's wearing the flowers over his ears. Those those are pl- our, our flowers are placed, placed on his ears by his friends, that they, how they ornament him in the forest. And we were reading a little bit about this also in the morning with regard to sometimes the, what the significance of that will be as a message from, from Radha, take the, put it over his ear and so forth. Um, the best of the dancers, right? And he's surrounded by his friends singing his glories. And so you can see this verse is spoken by the gopis, but... Those sakas will say, yeah, they're, they're saying the right thing over there. See, even even they say that he, this is the best. They wish they could go with us. And they feel like this also. <laughs> so, uh, 
So prior, anyway, the point is to Nityananda Prabhu appearing. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not, not like widely circulating. He is experimenting with the holy name. Hmm? Prabhupada said in the beginning, I gave out the holy name to experiment with it, see what would happen hmm? to people. That's how he thought about it. And what would happen was, they would respond. And they would say, Prabhupada, I think we should have a temple in San Francisco. And Prabhupada said, let's do it. Must be Krishna must be... That's how he ran his movement, for the most part. Sometimes he was surprised. Hmm? Once he said that, I remember he said that it was a big disciple of his stout fellow named Brahmananda. We were in Los Angeles, and he did this, started this dancing, like one, two steps. And, and Prabhupada said, I, th- I thought that Brahmananda had to bow. And then I realized that it's just... It's just it's not <laughs> the bobs, but he would think like that. He was very, you know. He thought, "I've given them Krishna; they're sincere." Well, so Krishna will speak to me now how to how to run the movement. You think we should have a temple in Montreal? Okay, well, let's let's do it. And uh, I remember one time on the train with Prabhupada, one disciple. We st- the train stopped, and one disciple said, "Prabhupada, there's no temple here. We should have a temple." And Prabhupada said, "That's right. You can get off." <laughs> and he got out, had to get off and start a temple there. Hmm? When my god brother Tamal Krishnamars was, Prabhupada was um, addressing some of the complaints about him from some of the temple presidents in North America because he was canvassing widely to bring in new devotees. But in order to help him bring in new devotees, he would go to the temples on Sundays. Hmm? And then he would give the talk for the Sunday. We used to have this, used to have this Sunday love feast, you know right out of the 60s. And um, and then, then he would tell the temple leaders, are there any of the guests who come who are regulars who I might be able to take over the top, you know, by speaking to them in person and, you know, make them into devotees so that they would bring those people who would be who they were grooming, you know, to join the temple and and put them in the room. And then he'd, he'd uh, uh, pressed their emotional buttons and whatnot, and you know, and he would again, he would give the philosophy and so forth, and then they'd get a little excited. And he said, and by the way, you know, I have a party, and we're traveling on a bus around the country, <laughs> you know, and it's the real romantic, you know, idea, and it's and it's just down the corner. So if you can get your bags and meet, you know, the bus down there, and there's another Swami on the bus, and. And so then the temple temples became upset because he was like picking off all these ripe fruits, if you will, for the temple. So they complained to Prabhupada. But it's a funny story now that we, we think about it. It's, but anyway, so at the time then um, Prabhupada uh, was concerned because you know, they were all leaders in different capacities, whether it was a sannyasi on a bus or the temple presidents, they were taking big responsibilities for Prabhupada. And so Prabhupada was, uh, was uh, sympathetic with their complaints, right? And this was in North America. So um, he he decided, uh, well, he was thinking about it, and he said that he would uh, change his uh, service and take away his bus or something like that, give him something else. And and, and anyway, I don't forget the detail, but Tamal Krishnamar said, Prabhupada, I may as well go to China. And Prabhupada said, Krishna has spoken. Yes, you should go to that. We have no temples in China. And that's what he told that he had him do. He had to go and leave the whole party, the whole program that he had organized, and so forth and so on. 
if it was really for service to Prabhupada, no problem, right? Hmm? There's a story that Siddhartha used to tell about a disciple in, in Madras, the Madras Math of Gaudiya Math, was very, very dedicated. And when Saraswati Thakur came to visit the temple, hmm, um, the leader said, and so-and-so, Das Brahmachari, he's very, you know, he's organizing so many programs, he's serving so nicely. He said, bring them, bring him, I want to see him. So he brought him in, he said, I hear that you're doing this, 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 this. And he said, yes, by, by your grace, Guru Maharaj, by your grace, Guru Maharaj. He said, all right, well, I want you to leave all of that and go to Calcutta. I want you to, you know, go and work in the kitchen there. Hmm? He said, yes, Guru Maharaj. Okay. And he said, no, no, you can, you can stay here and do that. He was testing him to see if he was attached to serving his guru or if he was attached to doing this, that, and the other thing and getting recognition for it and so on and so forth. Right? Hmm. Some stories come to mind. So, uh, back to the theme, <laughs> if you will. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Nityananda Prabhu has arrived, and meanwhile, in the house of Srivastakur, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is experimenting with the holy name, hmm? like Prabhupada was, right? See what would happen. See who's here. See who. I mean, this is another, this is Krishna, now in in another Leela. And he who was a, is this, the object of love hmm, is in the position of a devotee, of the love, rather than the object. And he, he's, so this is, a, as I said before, this is, Leela is called, or not, but it's called Sadhana, Sadaka, Siddha, Sadhana, Sadaka, Siddha, Bhumi. The land, Bhumi, where siddhas are playing the role of sadhakas. Hmm? And they're playing it really well. So they don't know that they're siddhas. And then they see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna. No, that can't be so. If he was Krishna, we're his associates. And then they would see, we are his associates. We're another Leela. And then they would be covered by Yoga Maya. Hmm? Answer to your question, remember you asked. They're covered by Yoga Maya. And they would think we we are just humble devotees and and so forth. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was just coming into now with the the, the, the Vaishnav uh, feature central feature of this leela and his sankirtan, and now he he is having these closed kirtans in the house of Srivastava. So not everybody can can get in, right? That's that's, that's waiting for Nityananda Prabhu to come for wide dissemination. There'll be a, a little bit. It'll be over. It'll overflow because. At Srivasa's house, what did Kamsa do? Kamsa? Sure, you're talking about the right Leela, Guru Maharaj? <laughs> Who's Kamsa? Chandkazi Kijai. The Chandkazi, right, from the Muslim sector. He broke the Madunga at the house of Srivas. Right there, then that, they, they, the, the ministers came and There'll be none of that. I mean, they were, for, for, I mean, they sound bad, but they were actually responding to the complaints of the Hindus. They were a little tolerant, but the Hindus were complaining. That house of Srivas, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. They're constantly, all through the night, this is going on. All through the night, and and if you keep saying his name, it'll lose all its power. You're giving it to unqualified people. I mean, they're hearing it. We're hearing it. 
You know, of course they don't let anybody in there. Who knows what they're really doing? But this kind of this was the kind of complaints that were going on. Hmm? They were so upset with Shivastakura that one fellow, one Brahmin, uh, tried to uh, soil his reputation within his own circle, within the circle of the Vaishnavas, by putting at his doorstep uh, the uh, ingredients for for Kali Puja and goat sacrifice, and so it looked like. While you guys weren't there at Kirtan, he sacrificed a goat, and you know you think he's a Vaishnava, but you know. So this was very offensive. This is, was a malicious intention, which is central to Vaishnava Aparad. So you should don't be too neurotic about offending Vaishnavas. We, we we respect everyone for that matter, but but um, the Vaishnava Aparad really has its heart has some malicious intent, hmm? not some mistake, accidentally, you know something. So, anyway, this was not very pleasing to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shivas took it the other way and said, "Yeah, you just see, I'm 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 a low person. You know, he didn't, he didn't try to defend himself really." But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, well, and what happened is that is that that person developed leprosy, and then he met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he asked for for that he would cure him because now, you know, by this time, by that time. Who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, or that he was extraordinary, was was, was apparent. But he said, "Talk to Shivas. Hmm. You've offended my devotee." Hmm. So, his house, anyway, was the was was the was the center of this experimentation for kirtan, and not anybody, just anybody, could get in. We heard the other night that one Brahmin who was very pious, and his main claim to fame was that he ate. In other words, in terms of sustaining himself by foodstuffs, he only drank milk. Hmm? Ahimsa milk. <laughs> right? Otherwise he was vegan. So. <laughs> so he was quite quite pure, right? And uh and that's a, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, uh we we shouldn't make ahimsa the central focus. Of our practice, it should be sankirtan, and then Bhagavatam teaches reasonable ahimsa. So, that's another subject, another topic, another talk. But uh, interesting point: the Jains, you know, they're always wearing masks, yeah. right? That's a forever. That's a twenty-four-seven for them. So they don't breathe any insect. Their central thing is, is ahimsa. So we can't wear masks. Wear masks all the time. I respect those that are at this time and. Uh, I did for quite a while myself too, but anyway, ultimately we need the broadcast, right? We need to sing out. So, so at any rate, um, this was the house of Srivas. Hmm? Um, on one occasion, Kirtan was taking place, and on and on, going on and on. And Srivas Thakur's son died in the next room. Hmm? And Someone came in and pulled Srivas out of the kiratan and said, Your son has died. And he just said, Please, later, you know, this, this, this Sankirtan is going on here. But in his omniscience, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could understand, Oh, the son had died, so he stopped the kirtan. Hmm. Then he said, Bring in the son. Then he brought the son back to life. Hmm. And the son spoke Vedanta philosophy. Imagine how everyone was thrilled. So these are the kind of things that were happening at Srivastakra's house. Hmm? Of course, while he made his house 
the 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 altar hmm, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sacrifice of Sankirtan turned it into that, and everything as I say revolved around that. Hmm. He also had his own Vishnu altar, hmm, right? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat on the altar hmm, at one point, right? In a moment of Aishvarya, and showed him this is the Mahaprakash, and it said that I think the Kirtan went for twenty-two hours. Hmm. It's a famous event, and it's mentioned in all the all the texts. Hmm. And and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed himself to be Bhagwan, hmm. and different devotees who were coming from different leelas, like Murari Gupta, coming from Ram Leela. And Mahaprabhu said, see me, I am Ram, and you are Hanuman. And he wrote Ram on his forehead in Tilak. Brought Kolabeka Shidara in, this one and that one. And it was a very extraordinary event. Otherwise, typically, um, when in the morning, of course, when the uh, when Sankirtan of the evening had finished and so forth, and the day was starting again, Shivastaka would worship hmm, at the Vishnu altar. His deity was Bhagavan Nalasinga, hmm, Sri Nalasinga Dev Ki Jai. Hmm. So it said on one occasion that he was worshiping Nalasinga Dev, and he had the uh, door locked, hmm, and he was meditating on his deity, and he was doing it right. So he was in a trance. Hmm. Serving the deity, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and started banging on the door, making noise, broke his trance. He said, "What's going on? Who's doing?" And he said, "Open the door. Who you are worshiping is standing here." And so he opened the door, and then he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and in him he he experienced the bhav of the Shringha, seeing his eyes turn red and so forth. Amazing, he was astounded by this experience. And Mahaprabhu said, Sing some verse in praise. This is Nishingadev. I give a blessing. I'm here to bless. say some something. Okay, blessing. So at that time, then, Shivastakur, what did he say? Namudite Brabapuse. He sang this verse. Nice verse. It's a significant what he, what he what the verse that he sang. As I've said, Shivastakur is thought to be Narada Muni and Gorlila, right? Hmm? Yeah. Narada Muni is is in Sakyarasa, and he has a tinge of Priti or Dasyarasa also, but he's not a Worshipper of lover of Krishna in Braj, he tends to be more prominent in, say, Dwaraka, like where you'll find in the Nityalila, Arjun, and so forth. And um, and his Ista Deva is is Krishna, not Narasimhadev. But here we find Shiva over his Nard, and he's worshiping Narasimhadev. And his deity is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? Krishna, at the same time. Hmm? So, 
the verse, I say, is significant because the verse that he chose to sing, really kind of spontaneously, that came from him, now you can imagine, Nishringadev is standing before you and saying, sing, sing a verse. What verse are you going to sing? Hmm? But he sang the verse, first verse of Brahma's prayers hmm? from the Brahma Vimohan Lila, which is the, just right in the center of the Sakyarasa um, s- circle or center of, of, of the Bhagavatam. Numudhyate unto you, I offer my respects, Vapuse Tadabra Tadit, whose Vapu, whose form is Abra, like the rain cloud in color, wrapped Tadit, like in silver electric lightning, colored cloth, the two contrasting. Um, he describes him in this way, and uh, when Brahma says this, of course, uh, he's very smart. So he's got the four heads, and he's thinking, "Okay, he's what he was. What this is? This is I should explain. This is Krishna, who now is standing before Brahma, after having revealed that he is the source of everything, showing many universes and many other Brahmas and so forth, and and." many other forms of Narayan, all emanating from him. Brahma saw this. His heads are like spinning round and round, and all of a sudden, Krishna collapses the whole thing, and there he's just standing in the, in the forest, like, looking at him like, what's a four-headed guy doing here? Or, you know, <laughs> where are you from? Hmm? Like that. He doesn't say anything. Krishna doesn't speak a word. And Brahma speaks like 30-some prayers. Hmm? And he's wondering, as he speaks with one mouth and with one mind, with his other three minds, what Krishna's thinking, you know? How is he reacting to this? Hmm? And so it's built in to each line that he's, that he's speaking. He's trying to, and maybe you're thinking this, so add that and so forth. So, so he begins this beautiful description of Krishna, who now is standing before him as the perfect object of his love. Hmm? Because at the dawn of creation, when Krishna uh, uh, enlightened Brahma, hmm? at that time it's mentioned that uh, that um, that uh, Brahma desired to have a relationship with him in Sakyarasa. It's right in the text in the Sanskrit. Krishna agreed, hmm? but you know it took some time for Krishna to further reveal hmm? esoteric significance of this. So one of the things that you, you, you're, you'll, in time you become acquainted with, what is the Ashraya Lambana? What is the Vishraya Lambana? Hmm? Hmm. What is the Udipana? What is the sat, Satvika Bab? What is the Anubab? What, what are all these terms and so on? These are all elemental constituents, right, of Rasa. Hmm? Um, so the Vishraya Lambana, is the object of love, in this case, Krishna, as a cowherd, and he's in the midst of his friends, who are all examples of the ashraya lambana, the shelter of the love, hmm? the, 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 the personifications of the love, which again are one and different, the object, and so forth. So the, from the vantage point of these sakas, Krishna looks a certain way. Hmm? Certain things, that means to say, will stand out for them, certain qualities of theirs, and so forth. From his mother's point of view, the other qualities will stand out and be prominent. From the gopi's point of view, 
other qualities and so forth. Hmm? So there he is, and Brahma is seeing the 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 who the form that fully corresponds with the kind of love that he is um, really in pursuit of. What it all means. He got initiated, and he didn't quite know what, what was happening. That's pretty common. <laughs> <laughs> It takes a while to figure that all out, right? That's the whole, going through the whole, all the stages of sadhana bhakti. And then as I said the other night, when you enter into bhava bhakti, the sambandha, hmm, this type of knowledge, is realized. So now your bhakti is fully informed. Hmm? Now it's theoretically informed as much as we have sambandha gyan. And also, sometimes we get the sambandha agyan. You know, we got it confused, so we need good good teachers to help us get it right, and so forth. And the right conceptual orientation that we have is going to foster a certain type of action, which is going to have a certain result. So, sambandha, abhideya, prayojan, right? So now he's seen the object of his love as, as he appears in the forest with the cows and coward boys. And he says, you are, there you stand before me with a beautiful complexion, uh, like the rain cloud, and and, uh, and wrapped in like lightning, yellow cloth, it's very attractive. And uh, he thinks, yes, but Narayan also looks like that. Hmm? And one of the things that Brahma's establishing here, of course, or that's being established by Krishna through Brahma, is that Krishna is the source of Narayan. Hmm? So, what is the measure now of Brahma Sambandagyan? Hmm? So he says, this is your beautiful, but then he thinks, well, he, he, but that could be said about Narayan. So then he says, what, Gunja uh, Batamsa, what is the word? Gunja Batamsa, Paripitcha, Asanmukhaya, yeah. So he says, oh, but that you are beautiful mukha, lasan mukhaya, your beautiful face, your face is beautified by the ornaments, the rustic ornaments that you are wearing, which the implication is, Narayan doesn't wear. What is that? He has the gunjamala necklace, right? He has, for his crown, the peacock feather. (coughs) Bless me. (laughs) Please. I need it. He, 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 this is his crown. Narayan does not wear a peacock feather. He's an Aishvarya. Krishna wears the peacock feather. It has eyes, and it's beautiful. The eyes represent knowledge, and the beauty represents the heart. So Krishna's, because the eyes of the peacock really don't see. He sees with his heart. That's what he sees. Like mother saw her blind child and named him Padmalachan, Lotus Eyes. So this is this is this is real knowing, right? Lotus Eyes. So he, this way he, he describes uh, Krishna and distinguishes him from Narayan. He speaks about uh, how he's ornamented, and the implication is, of course, that these ornamentations. For Krishna cowherding, these are arranged by his narmasakas before he goes out cowherding hmm? every day. That's their one of their 
blissful services. Uh, he's dressed at different times in different ways, but after the meal and a little rest, and it's time to go, then this is the Narmasaka's task. And they dress themselves the same way. They dress in, they dress themselves the same way. And if you're in that spit, that you're that fortunate, then Subal will come and say, give him this pearl garland, this pearl necklace. The secret is, when he puts, when you put this on him, then he will be able to look down and look at the pearls and see the reflection of Radha in them without anyone knowing in the public sphere that he's looking at her. That's your service. You do that. So, so the, the, the way in which Brahma describes him, as I say, distinguishes him from um, from from Narayana. What's the third line there? It says, uh, oh yeah, and then He's got, so he says he's got his stick, cowherding stick in one hand, right hand, and his left hand, Kabbalah, he has the fruit and yogurt. What does he mean by this? He's two-handed. He's not four-handed. He's different. And, and, and not only that, but he's got the, in his left hand, he's got the yogurt and fruit and it's coming from somebody else's mouth. I mean, it's, it's peculiar. <laughs> One of his friends' mouths has passed it on to him. This is great. Taste it. Right? Such is their intimacy. And he's got his venue tucked in his belt and his horn and all these... All these. And the last line is what? Lakshma, Shri, Midupadi, Yeah, and he's uh, very beautiful and his feet are very tender, soft at this age. He's not doesn't weigh enough to make footprints in the forest, uh, so this way, very nice verse describing the object of love for Sakyarasa. and this is the verse that Sh- that Sri Vastaka was singing when Nasringadev asked him to offer something in praise. Hmm? So it's, it says something about Sridhar's, uh, excuse me, uh, Shivas's internal absorption, and of course. Um, as I said, hmm, uh, Nard is not doesn't have Nishringadeva as as is Ishtadeva, he has Krishna. But Narada is of course the expansion of Madhumangal, who is the Brahman and Krishna Leela in Ragmarg, and he worships Nishringadeva in the house of Nanda Maharaj. He's been adopted there. Hmm? In, uh, in in Gopal Champu, it's described by Jiva Goswami that prior to uh, Krishna's birth, all of Braj was very happy. Nanda Maharaj had become the king. Hmm. Um, it was passed on to his elder brother, and the first act of, as a king that Upananda performed was to pass the crown to Nanda Maharaj. He was so qualified, and everyone was so satisfied living in Nanda's kingdom. But there was one problem, and it became more and more prominent as time went on, and that was that, that Nanda did not have a son. So who would be the heir? And so uh, unbeknownst to them, they were elder. This is a long story how they ended up resolving that problem, Nanda and Yasoda, but of course, it wasn't known to everybody that Yasoda was pregnant, but in the village, 
a mystical lady appeared with a young lad. Hmm? And they said, you look like the Veda herself, or you like who look like Yogamaya. And she said, my name is Purnamasi, and, uh, hmm? and uh, my son is Sandipani Muni. This is my grandson. He's just like Narada. Hmm? He said, he's a student of Narada. Yes, he, he looks kind of like Narada. He's a perfect Brahmin. Hmm? And she said, but, uh, but, and, and then they thought, oh, you are so auspicious that you came here to bless us. It's so wonderful. Let us make a house for you near the Krishna. The Krishna is another name for the Jamuna, which means dark, because their waters are dark. She said, oh, it's as if the Veda has spoken. Place me near Krishna. Hmm? Hmm? You think that I'm special, but I want to tell you, your place is special, and I've here come because you saw it as pregnant. Hmm. Soon there will be a, be a child. Oh, so this was celebrated. They built her a thatched hut and so forth. She said, "This uh, I always appear like this, and this boy always appears like this. We never age. Hmm? Hmm. Now, from, a, from, a, from, the, see, from the Leela point of view and the feeling of it, we'll say, oh, he's like Narada. He's a student of Narada. But the tattva implication of it is hmm, that just as Krishna expands himself for different leelas, hmm, like in Mathura and Dwarka with different devotees, so his primal associates expand along with him. Hmm. So the Vaidhi-marg expansion of Madhumangal, Sakiras and Ragmarg, that is Narada Muni. Hmm. 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 And in time, after Krishna was born and grew up to a certain point, Purnamasi hands Madhumangal over to, over to Krishna. It's very touching. They become fast friends and he, he zops him and he lives in the house of, of, uh, of Krishna in, in, in Nandagram there. And he's a Brahmin, although he's, has, he's a, in, fully in Sakyaras, he's a Narmasaka, and he's, he's, a, he's a Narmasaka, but he's a Vidusaka which is interesting uh, combination. Uh, but he's adopted, and he's the because he's a Brahmin, he becomes the Pujari in the house of Nanda Maharaj and worships Nishingadev, which Shivas Thakur is doing and revealing to us by the verse that he chose, hmm, what's on his mind? Hmm? What's on his mind? Later, as I said, when Nityananda Prabhu came to Navadweep, and Mahaprabhu said, Shivas, chant an appropriate verse. He's saying this verse from Bhagavatam that you cited earlier, hmm? describing Krishna with his friends and, and so on and so forth, right? With the, with the flowers over his ears that they're putting there and, and so on. Hmm? Three different places in Gopal Champu, Jiva Goswami mentions. And he, is, he has the nature of Narada. Hmm? So we say it one way, you see, for Leela. Hmm? But if we look at the Tattva, well, actually Narada is coming out of... Out of um, out of uh, out of Madhumangal hmm, as a partial expansion. Now Nard is stressed in relation to Shivas overtly. This is a kind of a covert and esoteric, uh, uh, looking a little deeper beneath the surface explanation. But Nard is stressed because why? Because Nard is the like paradigmatic figure who is an example. Of sadhana box, sadhana city, sid, siddha, sadhana, uh, yeah, uh, of a sadhana siddha who become perfect by sadhana. Two lives of Nard are described in the Bhagavatam. One 
his life as a Gandharva, where he came in touch with the Sankirtan. Gandharva is a very musical. So here comes this clank, 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 Kirtan along. And thought, I don't know about these guys are a little off key here or something like that. <laughs> that was thought, oh, that was not good. But there was some good to it. So he had to take birth from the Gandharva Loka on earth as the son of a maidservant. He didn't know who his father was and so on and so forth. But then the good part came, the good result, that some Bhaktivedantas traveling during the rainy season, they became holed up in the house of his mother and they shared with the boy their Bhagavad Kata. And after they left, his mother died from a snake bite and all that tattva went in his head. And so for the cremation, he burnt the house and everything and walked off following the Bhagavad uh, tattva, the implication. Hmm? in that life. Hmm? And he tells his story in the fifth chapter, I think, fifth and sixth chapter of the first canon of the Bhagavatam. It's very compelling. Hmm? Step by step he went through. So it's a, so Shiva says, as, a, as the, the Tasta Shakti, Sadhana Siddha, hmm? we, the prominent identifications with Nard, you know, for such, for such reasons, right? Hmm? But, Looking deeper, then we see. Well, he must be Nard is Madhumangal. Hmm? Hmm. Shiva's must be um, Madhumangal in the Brajlila as well. Hmm? So these are some thoughts. Shiva's Taku ki jai, Nard Muni ki jai, Madhumangal ki jai. Good premanli. Any questions? Yes. That last description you gave, did you say that Nardamuni, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, he, he cremated his mom as well as the house? Yeah, he just, that's what the idea. He For the cremation, he burnt the whole house down and went and became a mendicant. Because he understood, well, this is what life happens in life. You get attached to a mother and a house and everything, and it all just goes up in smoke. Hmm. So I'm going to put it to smoke, and I'm going to walk off. And, hmm. and this is what he did. I should say that you know, the, 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 to come back hmm, to Shiva Sangam, hmm, which is the central place that we, you know, we, 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 where we learn the most about Shiva Stakur. Uh, it's it, it seems quite uh, appropriate then. That place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chose to perform his internal Rasa Kirtan and is eternally hmm, doing so in his Nisha and Pradosh Leelas. Hmm, that place of Sri Vas. Sri means Radha. Vas means residence. So in his heart, Radha resides. Hmm? So it seems appropriate, given that what's happening there is the Sankirtan taking the Gorlila associates into into the Ragmarg of the Brajlila, hmm? hmm. that the courtyard, which is a manifestation, if you will, of the heart of Shiva Stakur, hmm, is identified with Priyanarmasaka like Madhu Mangal, because 
this sakiras, as we said earlier, has a very big role in disseminating this Madhurya Rasa. Nityananda Prabhu, hmm? what did he do? Well, how widely he circulated that? You look at Brihat Bhagavatamrita, the two two cantos. Who are the who are the chief protagonists? They're sakiras devotees. What are they doing? They're 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 pointing to the virtues of of, of Madhurya Rasa in both cantos. Hmm? Hmm? It goes on. We could go on and on. There's so many examples of this. Hmm? Very nice, supportive role, if you will, of of Sakirasa. So the courtyard of Srivas is the, the heart of Madhumangal. It seems appropriate. Madhumangal ki jai, Srivas Thakur ki jai. Yes. I'm wondering, is there ever, I mean, when Krishna leaves Vrindavan and he goes to Sandipani Muni's ashram. Yes. It seems like he. I would remember his friend and his dealings with Pornamasi and Madhu Mangal because of that connection with... Might remember them? Well, I mean, is there any mention of his connection with Madhu Mangal and Pornamasi and Sandipani Muni? And well, when Krishna goes to Mathura, then uh, Vasudev convinces Nanda Maharaj that his son needs an education, so he sends him to Avantipur, where he's going to be in Balaram to be educated by, in a gurukul by Sandipani Muni. But Krishna sends Madhu Mangal and other friends back to Brindavan. Hmm? And uh, so, what's your question? I don't know. <laughs> it just seems strange in a sense that Sandipani Muni is elsewhere, but then his, if his son is Madhu Mangal. Well, his son left there and came with Purnamasi to Vrindavan because because um, she has a role there and he has a role there. Hmm? Now, this is the Bhagavatam. Hmm? If you if you now if you look at the the um Late Madhava, Rupa Goswami, the two dramas in uh must be Late Madhava, hmm? Then the, 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 the narrative of the Leela is different than the Bhagavatam. Uh, Vishwanath Chakrathakra says he's talking about the, how the Leela plays out in another kalpa, in another universe. Hmm. Then it played out here. Hmm. There you can find Madhu Mangal goes to Dwarka with Krishna. You like that part? Okay. Yeah, he's there also. So there are different possibilities. Yes? My question is... Uh so you gave the past times of, you know, the Kirtans and Srivas and so on. This is happening in Navadvi. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then goes to Jagannath Puri, Srivas, does he just stay in Navadvi or the devotees follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Jagannath Puri? Well, um, there's a few that follow him and they don't have they don't have families. So they can follow him. Karadhar, Nityananda Prabhu, Jagadananda needs a cook. Mukunda, the Kirtanir. Hmm. There are different descriptions who the small group was, but those are usually included. Hmm. Shivas is married, hmm. so he has a house, family, and, and so forth, so he can't go. Hmm. But, as Sachi said, that there's a lot of commerce hmm, between Puri and Navadweep. It's like another room in the same house. So if Chaitanya Dev goes there, if my son Vishwambar goes there, the great Sri Krishna Chaitanya, then we'll hear news about him and 
devotees are always coming and going. And one of the big events, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, of course, is is, is the Rathayatra, hmm? annual event. So many devotees from Bengal will, will go to Navadu, go to Jagannath Puri for the Rathayatra. Hmm? So uh, Srivas and all men and their wives, so many of them would go annually, led by Shivananda Sain, to Jagannath Puri. Hmm? And then they'd get there and be hosted and whatnot, and they would stay there for uh, as long as four months, because the rainy season is beginning in July. And uh, then they would return, so he spent some time there. that help? Yeah. Yeah. That's a different Leela. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. That's different from Navadweep. It has its advantages. It's important for us, but well, we'll, we'll, we'll hope you, hopefully you'll attend tomorrow. What else? Yes. You mentioned that the Chankazi is Kamsa. Um, <laughs> where did you hear that? Just curious. Oh, it's been around for a while. It's, it's in a, it's in the ether. What? It's in the ether. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's, I don't. I don't know if it's mentioned in Gorda Ganadesh to It might be, but it's certainly there in the oral tradition. Yes. Guru Maharaj, I was wondering about uh, Srivastava's humility, the psychology kind. When he gets uh, that Kali Puja paraphernalia left outside his house. Could you repeat the question? About the humility of Srivastava Thakur when he gets the meat and wine and whatnot left outside and he disowns that. Or he owns that. I don't quite understand how that that psychology works. There's well, you know, people may want to criticize you and defame you. It's it's probably good not to get plugged into that. Hmm? Because there's no difference between praise and criticism. Try that on. <laughs> you have to learn that. So don't plug into that. You don't get plugged into that. Hmm? Then it goes away. That will be the best thing for that person, too. Otherwise, it just perpetuated. So, he sets a good example. Okay, well, it's nice to be with all of you. You're a very good audience. And I uh, hope we have another session tomorrow evening. Hope to see you then. Shibastakur ki jai. Siman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Sinitai Chand ki jai. Guru Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Bhoj Premanande. Vanchakalpa Tarubhyas Chakripa Sindhu Vyevacha. Patitanam Bhavana Vaishnavi Vanamona Maha. Anantakoti Vaishnavinda ki jai. Bhoj Premanande. Sumati ki jai.